0: A preface! This episode was recorded election night eve. We don't know what America you will be listening to this episode in. I'm sure you still don't have flying cars yet, though. So enjoy this election 2016 time capsule. Welcome to Toads Faves, the show that aims to rank everything in the known universe, no matter how dumb. Whose fave shall triumph?
1: One list, infinite topics, Toads Faves. Today, in the Totes Faves, Electoral College. And, no, we don't know how it works either. The candidates are... Read my lips. I'm Brandon Werner.
2: My love for fictional presidents is
1: this
3: big. I'm Zara. Am I the only one who prefers Gabriel Lincoln to Abraham Lincoln? I'm Deepu.
4: I'm Brendan. And... A while ago, a very, very wise man, while being stared down by an alien behind what he thought was bulletproof glass, asked that alien, what do you want us to do? Pick a favorite fictional president, that is, (laughs) is what I'm sure he meant to ask. (laughs) Yes,
1: of course. Battle begin. Round one. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho versus President Paul Metzler.
4: Of course. So uh, it's worth mentioning in full. So uh, I'm talking about the movie Idiocracy, the uh, long-in-development hell, uh, ruined-by-the-studio legendary picture from the genius Mike Judge, the same guy behind Office Space and uh, Silicon Valley and King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. He's, uh, he's, He's a very, very smart guy. But this movie just kind of fizzled into nowhere. Um, and now is kind of a cult classic. But it stars Terry Crews, now lauded as a national hero, um, perhaps most famous from his uh, Old Spice deodorant ads. He played the president of the United States in a fictional future set hundreds and hundreds of years in the future, where uh, basically an unfrozen uh, Owen or Luke Wilson emerged uh, in a dystopian future where he was the smartest man in the world. And the president played by Terry Crews, named Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho, was (laughs) running the United States. Um, This man uh, was uh, pure id. He uh, simplified, you know, personified everything that was stupid and, you know, manly and, yeah, just shooting guns in the air. And basically, if you could elect a president based on that painting of George Washington riding a velociraptor, this would be it. Um, And I think that he's in the running because, at the very least, he shows how uh, the truth can become stranger than fiction Um, in this election. I think it's interesting that, you know, the parallels are kind of funny to laugh at until it's not so funny. So, that's my my two cents.
3: (laughs) Brendan, I've never met you, but you put me in a really tough spot because I called... Brandon today, and said, oh man, I really wanted to pick Idiocracy, but I haven't seen the movie recently enough to argue for it, and it sounds like you have. So I don't even know if I'm going to win this battle, but I, I picked um, Chris Klein from uh, Election, and uh, Election was this Alexander Payne movie in 1999, it was a hit black comedy where it follows three high school students, and I think their politics teacher, who is played by Matthew Broderick as they run for class president. And, um, Paul, that's who Chris Klein played for, was this dumb jock who, uh, got into a skiing accident and, um, couldn't play football anymore, so Matthew Broderick has him, um, run for class president. And we didn't really specify that it had to be the president of the United States. So I thought I would shake it (laughs) up by picking a high school president, um, He's so stupid. That's why I picked him. He's stupid and sweet. And in the movie, in classic czar style, he only plays president for maybe about two minutes on screen before the votes get recounted. And it goes back to Reese Witherspoon. This is a
2: classic Czar uh, nominee. But I was like, how do
3: I embody how dumb and perfectly stupid Chris Klein was in this movie? And I, I, I found this quote that, um, you know, it, 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 it captures it perfectly. It's, it's him brainstorming campaign slogans for his high school election. And he says, Paul, Paul power, Paul, Paul for president, promise, progress, peanut. (laughs) (laughs) That that was was the quote. Um, I just like the idea of a total dummy who's sweet running for president. I don't think this is going to get very far. (laughs) We'll we'll see what they say.
2: Well, I will say it's interesting because a lot of people, or at least in the media, have been drawing the comparison between Hillary Clinton and Tracy Flick, the Reese Witherspoon yeah. character in Election. So it's a very timely suggestion.
4: Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if anything. Thank you for that. <laughs>
4: yeah. I'll also say that there is a lot to be said for encouraging, uh, you know, students and and people being aware of public service from an early age, so I think that your your observation that this was not just fictional presidents of the United States was uh, a very smart one.
3: Yeah, we can, like, there's multiple ways to think about our future. It could either be from the youth or jumping forward in time 1,000 years. <laughs> exactly. It
2: could be a literal future. Yes.
4: <laughs> Although, I would love to see Terry Crews arm wrestle Chris Klein, because I don't know who... Well, no, Terry Crews would obviously win. Um, <laughs> but... I think that they're both so, so plainly stupid and so plainly unaware of how stupid they are in both movies that they're almost kind of birds of a feather in a...
3: Yeah, I think we just went for like,
4: I think in this whole political season, it's been so much like
3: cutting and smart and attacking back and forth that we went for two simpletons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're starting things off on the right foot. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
4: But I think that the fact that uh, Terry Crews spends basically all of idiocracy with a gun in his hand on stage behind a podium, and his middle name is Mount, literally Mountain Dew, uh, <laughs> it sort of just is the logical conclusion of all the sort of super machismo attitudes. Doesn't he also US have politics. a motorcycle? He does. He rides a flaming, it's like a ghost rider ish yeah. type <laughs> rig that he has set up.
3: It's so uh, perfect. It's it is fantastic. Perfect.
4: Yeah. And he also has, like, a beautiful, like, 1981 James Brown, like, Prince Valiant haircut, too. It's, yes. it's amazing. It's so amazing. Oh, man. That movie is where I fell in love with my Rudolphs.
2: I forgot she's in that movie. That movie
4: has... It's just amazing. Yeah, except for... I think it's Dax Shepard, isn't it? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Poor guy. There's a
3: lot of amazing things except for Dax Shepard.
4: (laughs) He was pretty good in Parenthood, and he's married to Kristen Bell, so good for him.
2: I don't know. Brandon, what are you thinking? Are you going with...
4: Uh, I... Yeah, Deepu, you you know you kind
0: of were a little bit doomed from the start on on this round. Um... Because I think it's like a real, like, oh, there's a lot can, that can be said about this current election, which in our current timeline is still happening. Um, and idiocracy, <laughs> there's a lot of parallels. So I think it, it kind of fits today really well. That's my opinion. Um,
3: I, I personally am voting for Terry Pierce. <laughs> yeah.
4: I believe his name is actually Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> like,
1: yes.
2: <laughs> I, I'm I voting for president. He Mountain is the president. Well. We should yeah. at least
4: give him that monicum of respect.
2: I'm going with you guys, uh, Terry Cruz, all the way.
1: Round two: President Josiah Bartlett versus President Wayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. Kind of be truthful here, as
0: we like, so there's no lies in here. Bartlett was a a seed that was put in because we discovered that most of us wanted to put President Bartlett in but thought that we were all going to put President Bartlett in. <laughs> so I had to put, I added President Bartlett into the, the system, the computer system that we use because he is such an obvious pick that he wasn't a pick, which rarely happens, uh, but we just had to put him in because he is the president that I think everyone wishes the president was and by the end, oh, sorry. President Barnett is the president from the Aaron Sorkin show, The West Wing. You can watch it on Netflix, as I do, over Most and over. Most nights. Most nights. <laughs> I watch The West Wing. Especially when politics makes you feel bad, it's great to turn on The West Wing and then have the president make you cry. Because when all of his aides are having, you know, such unique problems <laughs> every week. You know, and interesting problems. Everyone having interesting problems. He will get up at the end of the of, at end of the episode after being virtually gone, and give a speech that will, you know, somehow solve everyone's independent problem. And that's what we wanted for a president. I think. <laughs>
3: Wait, so so Brandon, I'm confused. Did you pick him or did you just rig the system to put his name in No,
2: he added him once he... Listen,
3: this is not a rigged system. I know
2: what you're saying. Crooked Brandon. I don't want to start some
3: conspiracy theories right now.
2: It's one of Brandon's three choices, but... He did make the decision. Well, he was an once other people had suggested their decisions.
0: He was a ghost choice because no one picked him, and I feel people listening to this would be angry that he wasn't in the mix. So he's right. kind of the viewer's choice. Yeah,
4: I I went for deeper cuts than what I would have assumed would obviously be everyone's first choice of fake president.
2: So if we want to knock him out, please. This is the thing with the West Wing. I so it's come to a point I can't watch an episode of the West wing without crying. And it's come to a certain <laughs> point where Brandon just needs to describe the stirring plot point that involves president Bartlett and I'll start crying that usually involves an Abraham Lincoln quote yeah. or some, just coming into a room and just putting a hand on someone's shoulder and then that's it.
0: Yeah. Or when he finally got to create a national park, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is what uh, everyone wishes the president was in comparison to the other pick, uh, Idiocracy President, who's the president. Which is what the
4: president actually is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I feel like this is, a, I mean, this this debate between Bartlett and his name is President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. <laughs> it's kind of like the history of the political system of what, do you aspire to, you know, do you do you want your president to be an aspirational figure? Do you want your president to be your best friend. And I think that is sort of in the last, you know, in the TV era of presidential (laughs) elections, that's kind of been the main pull, right? Do you want your president to be like a Vulcan genius, who is totally impartial? Or do you want your president to be that guy at the party who brings the keg and, you know, totally makes (laughs) everyone just have a great time?
0: Yeah, cuz there is a there is a kind of interesting thing on in the West Wing where no one necessarily wants to be in the room with or talk to President Bartlett. Like when they call when he calls them in, it's like, "Oh no, I have to hear his rant about, you know, what FDR yeah. would say." I also find it interesting too when you watch that show. It's I'm pretty sure he's a Democrat, right? He's a Democrat. Yeah. But he's kind of that kind of one of those fictional presidents where they don't there is no
2: They're beyond party lines. They're beyond
0: party lines (laughs) in this world. Like, they don't talk about politics, really. And it's all about politics, but they don't... it's It's fascinating to me where you don't really know any issues...
2: But he looks so nice when he's in his little V-neck jersey when he comes over from the West
3: Wing. <laughs> Just to have some wisdom. Wait, do you really want to bring fashion choices into this oh, decision when he's up against Terry Crews from Idiocracy? I think true. that's a losing battle, Sarah. So yeah.
2: I'm sorry. All right, uh, where are we going? My vote's with
0: Bartlett.
4: Uh, I, I mean... It's he's my own horse. And I, I feel like I gotta go with Hector right. Hector Elizondo Mountain Dew. Camacho.
2: I always wanna keep going with Terry Cruz just to hear that name again and again and again as we go.
4: Over and over again. <laughs> uh
2: shoot. Tifu, what do you think? I'm like I'm I'm a little torn.
3: Um I have to vote for Bartlett. Um, But only for reasons that will become clear later in the game. Okay. Mysteries. Oh
2: my <laughs> I'm going to go with Bartlett, too, even though it's the obvious. I feel like it's obvious, but I just have so many feels for that show.
4: Well, you know, the thing about once you're a president, you're always a president. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> president even in a thousand years in the future. Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho will. Always be always president, president Camacho, <laughs> so that he gets—he's got that going for him.
1: President Selena Meyer versus President Dave from Dave.
4: In the film 1993, Ivan Reitman <laughs> masterpiece, Dave. Um, Kevin Klein plays a uh, used car salesman uh, slash presidential impersonator who looks exactly like the president. Uh, the president, the real president. Dies while uh, sleeping with a, a, his mistress, or we just has affair. a
2: stroke, so he's in a coma. Yeah, he's not dead. He d- Sorry, doesn't die. Yeah, he's in a coma. <laughs> Important um, plot point. Yeah,
4: he's not dead until he comes back. The brain trust at the White House needs to find a presidential impersonator so that the Machiavellian underlings behind the president can assume power and pull- wield the strings. Uh, so lo and behold, this. Presidential personator Kevin Klein becomes the president, in effect, and he takes advantage of it. He gets in with Sigourney Weaver, who used to hate him and now kind of loves him. Who
2: is the most amazing president's wife, oh, the most the fabulous. They were and living separate lives, but Kevin Klein manages to charm her. Right. He gets her, her homeless shelter back again. He, he gets into sing- her
3: physically, right? Like, isn't the well, only thing that you can tell different about the president's of, or their well, penis? Well, he that's walks, when she him. notices when she's inside of him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: one of the funny moments is when she sees him in the shower and she later says, like, oh, I knew it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> everyone goes oh, oh, oh. <laughs> penis yeah. um,
4: so what I also like about uh, the movie Dave is that it is similar to the Bartlett aspirational thing in that you you do kind of want to think that just any, any Joe off the street could be the president and be a, a pretty good president uh, when in fact that is hilariously incorrect and could not be wronger so my votes for Dave So, Deepu and I
0: both have Selena Meyer. Selena Meyer is the uh, main character of the show Veep, who, spoilers in later seasons, uh, through, you know, wacky hijinks, becomes President of the United States. Uh, and Selena Meyer is a character who will do literally anything to get into power and is kind of cursed to be vice president. It's the role that. She is forced into. Uh, Louis- Julia Dreyfus is in the role of her life, even beyond the lane in in this role. And I, I, I think it's one of the best shows on television. Uh, Deepu, anything you like like to add?
3: Yeah, I have a lot to add. Yes, I, I have a lot. To- <laughs> I, have a lot to- <laughs> I picked her not only because is it like comic genius, but I think um, it's everything Dave is in. Right? Like, where Dave is this, like, idealistic, high moral ground, the beauty of the government and presidency. Veep is, like, this accurate portrayal of how, like, horrible, ridiculous, and awesome it is. And that, like, sense of, like, wrongness in the world that's happening on Beep is, like, refreshing compared to every other portrayal of a president. Like, I was looking for one president in the mix that wasn't, like, a feel-good movie. Um, and I think... She nailed it on the
0: head. Yeah, that's what I love about that show is that it it feels more real than any drama with how things actually happen, where everything is wheeling and dealing, and not in a House of Cards way. Like it's literally just people arguing, and eventually, yeah. like policy is made. <laughs>
4: yeah, there's a great there's a great political Twitter trope among DC pundits. Uh, if you go on Twitter and search for the search for the words. Uh, more Veep than House of Cards, you will get thousands of hits from pundits thinking that they all came up with this, uh, you know, way of encapsulating how DC actually works. And it's, uh, you know, it seems to be incredibly accurate.
2: And they've consulted with a ton of people. I think it is also one of those shows where a lot of people, a lot of pundits, claim, like, that Veep is based on things they've witnessed or... Things in their own lives It's that accurate But in a way Different people are fighting over Like the fact that This is based on my life And my But really Veep
0: is an adaptation Of The Thick of It Which is The The English show That Veep is basically It really is They tried to make The Thick of It In America And became Veep It's the same kind, Well the same people involved But you know It's just You know No matter where we are That's how politics works in, In England And in America Uh
3: but the- now, now, how accurate do we think Dave is? <laughs> well, just <laughs> starting with the fact do, do that... Do we think that one's with a spot say, on the nose? Uh, will also these, be a Comic Genius. The
4: second... Uh, um, Truman administration was entirely an impersonator, which is true.
3: It's, <laughs> oh, forgot If you I read David about McCullough's that. masterpiece, <laughs> I Truman, I totally forgot. <laughs> uh,
4: he spends a good 600 pages talking about the fake Truman who ran the country we from 48 to 52. Real, real Truman is in a coma. Got caught. Uh, yeah, Dave is actually a, a more of a biopic than a, than a, than a, than a <laughs> fictional no film. Idea. Yeah, uh, they just changed the name because the Truman family wanted to sue. Oh, um, wow!
2: Did he have a friend come over and balance the budget? He
4: did have Charles Grodin come over and balance <laughs> the budget. Yeah, and it was—it wasn't even a friend. It was actually Charles oh, was Grodin. Grodin. Yeah, it was actually Charles Grodin. He looks good. He looks great. Charles wow. Grodin's way older than you think. He's like his early eighties. Wow! So like during Beethoven, he was in his like mid fifties, like wow. late fifties. Wow! Yeah.
2: Wait, this is real fact. This is
4: real, <laughs> real Charles Grodin. Drop some knowledge. Here, he is an old, old man. Oh my god! Well, and none of us saw learned, this coming.
3: We all learned something about Charles uh,
4: Yeah, but we yeah, learned Dave that is,
3: beep's a better choice than Dave. <laughs> and we
2: yeah,
4: I, I said earlier Dave was my choice, and uh, I think I got to go with Beep.
2: Yeah, I mean Beep's one of the most incredible shows on TV right yeah. now.
4: As much as I love Kevin Klein, who genuinely makes everything he's in a little a little bit better.
2: Can we have like a, I mean a separate contest just so I can talk about in and out, but we can table that for yes. another yeah, day. Yeah,
3: I was trying to, a to think of the category that. that works. Runaway brides. Ca- oh, yeah,
4: runaway yeah. brides. <laughs> I'll see your in and out and I'll raise you a fish called Wanda. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: so- President James Marshall versus President Laura Roslin.
2: <laughs> Oof. This is actually a brutal, a brutal fight similar to that of the Cylons sometimes, and the humans.
0: Sometimes this happens. Sometimes two of my picks come out on one, and then it's so hard for people to pick.
2: Oh my god! So <laughs> yeah. I picked uh, President James Marshall from the 1997 hit Air Force One. This president is everything. He is a Vietnam vet. He has the Medal of Honor. He's a pilot. He can rewire circuits. Only to, small planes. Only small planes. And it was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why I know this is because we watched it last night. But it is such a good movie. It is on... How did we watch it? I it, wanted to watch it. No, but what thing is it uh, on? Hulu. It's on Hulu. For free. Everyone watch it. It's such an incredible movie. And Harrison let me say Ford. let me
0: say how relevant it is. Because remember when the United States' relationship with Russia was questionable? terrorist attacks could happen at any moment and there was war in the middle east
2: we're back to that <laughs> it's come back 1997 to 2016 and we're back baby <laughs> i think they're actually kazakhstani terrorists
4: oh. anyways
2: um yes it's one just, of the
4: last movies to feature white terrorists exactly
2: yeah. no it really a lot of it is yeah because this is right
0: soon after this we get the james bond movies where they have to like not use russians right and it's gets weird
2: and the most incredible thing is he doesn't raise his voice higher than a hushed growl for like t- an hour and a half,
4: yeah. well, is he's also pos- hiding. yeah, is it possible Harrison Ford didn't know he was on camera?
2: I sometimes think that
4: it just seems like that's how he goes about his life. just kind of <laughs> growling orders to people that work he also for
2: him. like finds his light very well in movies where it's like he's not he's okay. doing everything but looking right We'll in the get camera. back to James We'll get Marshall. back to him. sorry.
0: Uh, so. Next is President Laura Roslin, who is president of the 12 colonies in Battlestar Galactica. Because, again, we never said president of the United States. Um, Well, (laughs) the quote-unquote United States. Spoilers for the end. Um, But uh, (laughs) Roslin was secretary of of education and was sole survivor after the Cylons destroyed all of, most of humanity. And so, like the new show Soul Survivor on A- NBC, so, uh, relevant. Uh, she was sworn in as president. Uh, her first actions were stopping Adama, who was the only uh, ship left uh, from attacking the Cylons uh, in retaliation. And so basically saved humanity in her first act as president. Uh, and she fought terrorists, robots, terrorists uh and you know as that show dealt with a lot of deep issues a lot of those deep issues come through present rosalyn because she has to deal with it as the leader of 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 humanity uh she is a kind thoughtful person who has like probably magical prophecy powers because uh there's magic in Battlestar star god
2: dream sequences i remember she
0: has prophecies that come true uh so i think she is a, a amazing uh Character who uh, you know has so many levels. Sometimes sci-fi can say more about society than actual drama.
2: But does she have a machine gun on an airplane and yeah. just like shoot
0: well, bullets? So this is the thing hard, about Air yeah, I have Both one. of these, both of, and I have to say, James Marshall is my number one <laughs> uh, because someone was brilliant enough to say in a, in a pitch meeting, Die Hard. On an airplane, but wait, Die Harder is ready on an airplane, but how about Die Hard on Air Force One? What's it called? Air Force One, and then got the pitch.
3: There's only one person that could fill that role, right? Like, there's only one person that could fill that role.
2: And the vice president role is filled by Glenn Close, who does an incredible job. And has
0: this, her whole, like, plot line is, will she or won't she sign the letter that will make her president? Yeah, And it's thrilling. Just let, watching her not sign a paper. It's and just then as And at the thrilling. end, she
2: tears up the paper. And it's very story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he. So good. He, whole, one thing I'll say about Air Force One,
0: and I love that movie. It's one of those movies as a young kid at that time, young boy, you like every like, sleepover, it was like Terminator or Jurassic Park or Air Force One. Those were like the movies you watched. So I'd seen it so many times. It always is amazing to me how he makes – it doesn't happen so much. It happens in Die Hard where the the terrorists are so afraid to go downstairs where he is like (laughs) they just start like – you know, shooting hostages because they're so afraid to go downstairs because anyone that goes downstairs just gets
2: killed, it's killed flat out killed gets choked out. <laughs>
4: yeah. It's basically the movie executive decision, but Steven Seagal is the president. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: it, it's it's what makes that movie great is that it could have been played by so many other people and it would have made it a bad movie. But that cast is excellent. It's like a star-studded
2: Gary gets. Oldman is the terrorist. Mm. William H.
0: Macy is... William H. Macy uh,
2: is the pilot Truman. No, he's like a
4: military guy. okay. Kevin Kline is the used car salesman who gets called the police. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, a who's who of 90s <laughs> film.
0: Um, I have to throw some a few more things in for... Uh, Rosalyn is... When I'm researching this... Battlestar is one of those shows I was so deep into when I was on. And then I kind of – those thoughts have left my head, like Lost, where I was encyclopedic about it. And I forgot the whole abortions um, thing that happened. That was like a big piece of her character was uh, how abortion became a problem because there were so few people left in the the, the galaxy. So that was like several episodes of Will She – like ban abortion and Balt, uh, Baltard like gets her to ban abortion and then runs against her and then wins and uh, oh, that's just a great show. But I don't know. I, I think President.
2: I mean,
4: I think President James Marshall.
2: Don't you want your president to kick a terrorist out of an airplane? I do, but parachute? Well, I know he
4: gives a very specific admonition to the terrorist before he kicks the terrorist. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe he goes as far as to say. Get off my plane.
0: <laughs> so I think, I think we know who, yeah.
1: who wins. President Andrew Shepard versus President Thomas James Whitmore. President
4: James Whitmore, played by Bill Pullman in the 1996 schlock masterpiece Independence Day. Uh, he's kind of like Harrison Ford in Air Force One in that he is like checks every box for what a president should be he is a former pilot former yes he's a war hero um (laughs) young handsome young child in the white house amazing hair um wife in trouble first lady wife in trouble Uh, (laughs) confronted with the weight of the world seems to be have a steady hand under pressure uh, until he realizes that the aliens are just going to blow up the world um But I think that the reason why Bill Pullman is so good in this role is that he's not a good enough actor to pull it off, and he just kind of, like, grimaces through every scene, and you can see yourself in his shoes, and especially (laughs) with dealing with his daughter and dealing with, like, the, you know, competition for, you know, with Jeff Goldblum and the press Uh. secretary. Oh, God, Connie. Oh, man. I just think Bill Pullman in Independence Day is... He's kind of like he's the Luke Skywalker of that movie, which he shouldn't be because he's supposed to be the president. He's not supposed to be <laughs> the everyman. So is though. But he is the everyman. <laughs> he is the stand-in for every every person in the crowd. For uh, every president in the crowd. Exactly.
0: Okay.
2: Again a time Am I the Oh wait. Am, am I, I the we only both one? have it. Oh wait, I didn't realize.
3: Is it the both of us, Zara? Oh. Michael Douglas uh, oh yes of you go course. ahead you go
2: ahead I'll chip I'll, okay. I'll chime in
3: um, the only reason I voted for stupid Martin Sheen <laughs> from from the West Wing was to say that it's bullcrap compared to the beauty of Andrew Shepard from an American president. Uh, he was played by Michael Douglas. It was an awesome movie that basically defined what would become the West Wing earlier written by Aaron Sorkin also. Where Michael Douglas is just—I—I I, I don't cry very often. I would say pre-getting um, into my middle ages, I've maybe cried two or three times in my life, and that was one of the movies that like made me like a total tearjerker. It, it's so beautiful. I'm gonna bawl it. To, I'm, I'm getting choked up. I'm gonna bawl it to Zara for a smidge.
2: Well, the best point is that this show created the West Wing. This was Aaron Sorkin post A Few Good Men and Malice when he was still screenwriting for Castle Rock and he had this idea for a while and then we have Martin Sheen who later became President Bartlett playing the Chief of Staff. We have Michael J. Fox as an assistant in the office who later works in the mayor's office in Spin City. So it's creating all these political dynasties. Even have Benny. Lisa
3: Lowe his <laughs> assistant.
2: Oh, my God. Nin-
0: 1995 tied, was a good year. What, does this also tie into how when he goes to Washington, he meets like a young Republican conservative guy that he doesn't like at the end of, of uh, Spin City, which is his character from I don't know what that Family, ties.
1: It's all Family ties. ties? Are you positing
4: <laughs> that there is a massively united universe in which the American <laughs> okay. president and Spin City take place? And if Michael J. Fox is the same character. And, in family, ties. and, and family ties all together. Yes. So Alex B. Keaton switches parties several times. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. th- no, no, no,
0: no, after Reagan. No, because in Spin president. City, he says that he met a young, he like, there's this young, there's this like, uh, good-looking, like this little like
4: fourth wall breaking uh, window. Yeah, at, the, at the end. He's like, I met uh, this conservative wow.
0: guy that's a real jerk or whatever. God, I'm not the uh, only one that knows this much about Spencer yes. I, I, watched,
4: I did I watch love, like three seasons of this show. I loved it, yeah. but I,
1: I missed yeah. it. More I
0: Sheen. There's more Sheen involved.
4: Yeah. yeah. I did like Mike, I mean, Michael J. Oh, yeah, Fox. Sheen. She, Michael yeah, more Michael J. Fox basically plays like George Stephanopoulos and The American President, right? Yes. Like, yes. It, that's the same guy.
2: Exactly. And also Spin City. And also, and also <laughs> <laughs> The same character. Yeah. Um. And the other thing I read on Wikipedia that it was originally a 385 page screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, there's just so much there. There's so much walking and talking. Well, there's so all, much. Oh, characters. Uh,
0: Talk at 300 words a second. Yeah.
2: Except when they're dancing and, they're ballroom dancing <laughs> at the gala. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so moving.
3: <laughs> it's so moving. And the only other thing I'll add is just to say like, okay, maybe you have a good point. Um, Bill Pullman did have these great scenes where he's, you know, raising his daughter and worrying about his wife. And, you know, Michael Douglas couldn't do that because he was a widow. <laughs> he was a widow president raising his daughter alone. Well, to be fair, a Bill Pullman became a single dad trying to make it widow. through the world.
4: Yeah, I will, yeah Zara's right. Bill, yeah. Bill Pullman became a widower. About 50 minutes into the movie.
0: Yeah. After his character was developed. (laughs) (laughs) So
4: they're both worthy of our sympathy.
0: And he's like the president of the world.
4: Yeah, and he's uh, basically the president of the world. (laughs) Uh, This day will no longer be known as an American holiday. That's all I'm going to say.
2: All those different countries and all those walkie-talkies. Communicating Uh, from around around the the world. the,
4: the, the, (laughs) The montage of rainy sea like like countryside england to <laughs> dead sea massad pilots getting in their jets to like, like a japanese bamboo <laughs> forest where all these japanese <laughs> to pilots to the pyramids oh, the pi- oh jesus it's...
2: <laughs> so good
4: and behind it all is bill motherfucking pullman
2: yeah he, he is. is he though he is, <laughs> is he really like, behind
3: all? it
4: <laughs> Actually, Robert Loggia is the real savior yes. of Independence <laughs> Day.
3: <laughs> or was it like Randy Quaid behind it all?
2: He did. He did give his life to, oh, to destroy Randy
4: that Wa- ship. I will say, a brief tangent, but this is important. Independence <laughs> Day has maybe the stupidest thing that was left in a movie that should have been cut in any modern movie. It's the scene where uh, they're recruiting new pilots and Randy Quaid, who's a oh. drunk, shows up and says oh yeah, back 15 years ago, I was kidnapped by aliens, and they roll their eyes at him like he's a crazy yeah, person. Yeah, no, I get that in the beginning, but at that point, we are very aware
0: that aliens what? exist. How? <laughs> like,
4: the, the editor who works in that movie should have their union card revoked, and they should never be allowed to touch the movie again. That is such a stupid scene. Yeah, it makes like, no maybe sense. Maybe you
0: should talk to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
2: why did they tell him? Okay.
4: Anyways, but uh, yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, I mean similar I mean, like all of our debates about the president's come down to the one thing is do you want the president to be above all of us or do you want the president to be us? And I think uh, it's oh, just- but
3: I think he's both. He plays such a um sorry, he meaning um
4: Right, Michael, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Right.
3: He's like approachable and wonderful.
2: And he does he's so romantic. He goes and finds Sydney at the end.
3: He's a great dancer.
2: <laughs> He's a great dancer.
3: He's a great dancer, just like all of us. <laughs>
4: just like us.
0: Oh, my God. How does he look in a flight suit? Right. Oh, wow.
4: <laughs> or how does he look staring down an alien in what he thinks in front of Bulletproof Glass? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and Brent, how does he look staring down Brent Spiner?
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> or how does he look doing um, B-rate acting?
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Bill Pullman is because we've never seen it. We've never act seen way.
2: It. He does a lot of sighing, like Out sigh of. acting. Yes, like ah.
0: But I will say his performance in ID Four Two might be, I think, better because it kind of matches Bill Pullman. It's nonsense,
2: though. When he goes crazy... (laughs) It goes crazy. Spoiler (laughs) alert. It's an emotional breakdown. It goes crazy based on the alien being inside the alien's mind. Yeah. And the whole experience of it. And, yeah. Uh,
0: Don't worry. We have nine of those movies to look forward to. And I'm not joking. Nine. Oh, really? Can't wait. Wait, are we... So, yeah.
2: Who's... How are we we deciding this one? I,
0: I think Bill Pullman.
2: Oh gosh, then we're at a, a stalemate.
3: I, I, I think uh, Michael Douglas.
4: So Deepu, I love that you uh, chose Michael Douglas over Bartlett. But I, because I think that we should have uh, one hilarious joke of a candidate against a supremely not a joke of a candidate. <laughs> Again, sort of the truth is stranger than fiction. Um, but I got for that reason alone, I want. Bartlett, who is sort of the undisputed heavyweight champ of presidents you wanted to have existed, uh, against a joke like uh, President Dwayne Elizondo Herbert <laughs> uh, Mountain Dew Camacho. Uh, I I gotta go with Bill Pullman. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's important for us to push forward
2: to Bill honor Bill Pullman.
0: No, I just more. I just feel that it, it, he, he is like. He is the president of our childhood, in a way.
3: Although I do watch oh, a lot of Oh, but it's films. just such perfect – It's it's it's. he might be my favorite – Michael Douglas, that character of his might be my favorite portrayal of a president ever. It is just, like, the finest of honesty and politics and beauty and, like, and learn, emotion wrapped up in tension and
2: – You learn a lot about policy because whereas Dave is, like – Hey, we just balanced the budget and got the money to open the homeless shelter. This one is like In an afternoon. In an afternoon. This one's like a deep dive into how bills are signed and it's almost like House of Cards, like a season's worth of House of Cards machinations in like twenty-five minutes. You know what I learned? (laughs) Walking and talking.
0: I learned that, you know, there's that place where you store the spaceship. And you know, that money's got to go somewhere, right? A, a trash can cost, a can't cost $100,000, right? That's what I learned. I learned about, you know, government, how, how budgets work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you want to talk about character, Brandon, you better come at me more with, than a burning flag and a membership card. If you want to talk about a character and American oh. values, fine. Just tell me when. You tell me where and I'll show up. This is a time for serious people, Brandon, and your 15 minutes are up. My name is Andrew Shepard and I am the president. Oh my god, I'm was crying. Wasn't that moving?
4: Wait, wait, Deepu, is is Michael? Is that Michael Douglas in the room with you right now? Who is, oh, no, no, oh, no, oh, that was... You. was you. Oh, that was you the our whole assistant. time? <laughs> what? I had our
3: assistant step in for this one argument. <laughs>
4: No, I've been that doing. You
3: know, you know what I have to say to you,
0: Deepu? Do you want to say to you, Deepu? Is that I saw its thoughts. I know what they're planning to do. They're like locusts. They're moving from planet to planet. Their whole civilization. After they've consumed every natural resource, they move on, and we're next. Nuke them. Let's nuke the bastards.
4: I do love how the (laughs) aliens—they consume every natural resource.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Although we did learn that they're literally just going for the core
2: in
3: the second. (laughs) I like
2: blanks so much. uh,
3: Movie from my brain. (laughs) I can't live in a world where Martin Sheen (laughs) moves further than Michael Douglas in this in this game. I would suggest the Br uh br- Andins, if you're gonna try to solve it, you're gonna have to work on Zara. I know because he just uh
0: I just have to really, say you know, remember when Bill this Pullman This is harder for me because remember this is when a Bill very Pullman fantastic. was a ghost? Oh man.
3: Oh, I would vote for him as a ghost. I I would have, and I have.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You did last week. You did vote for him as
4: a ghost. I do love Bill Pullman as a ghost. He's the ghost for about 80 seconds. He's so good, though. He's so goofy. I think think what you're really asking. Let's take
3: a minute. We were really going to vote tomorrow. Let's pretend tomorrow was election day. Who right, but we we're not
4: that That's like <laughs> so saying if we're we voting an tomorrow an Versus tomorrow Hillary Clinton like versus Barack it. Obama it's, But wait, if aliens
2: are yeah. coming I'd rather Bill Pullman because right. he was a war hero I know, but aliens aren't
3: coming, Zara How do you know?
0: <laughs> we don't know, we don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring We, no
3: we need more gun control Not more guns Oh yeah, he. that's
2: the <laughs> That's that's the bill that he passes. <laughs> oh he no, he, re, he rewrites the bill <laughs> Oh my god, um, I have to go with Pullman. Otherwise, we're not going anywhere. But also, I love him. <laughs> I'm voting, for Bill, <laughs> <laughs> again, voting for Bill Pullman as a ghost. Again, again, Pullman as a ghost ri- from It's a writing candidate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so two to one.
2: <laughs> three to three.
4: And one, oh, one in Absentia. Yeah.
3: Well, at least I got my uh, monologue in.
2: No, that's what I think. I think you ended on a high note with that monologue. Okay. Round
1: three. President Josiah Bartlett versus President Selena Meyer.
0: Okay. So we've got... Don't worry, Tipu, We've brought back another Aaron Sorkin president for you to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Not
2: Michael Douglas. Not Michael Douglas.
0: It's President Bartlett. Um, and Selena Meyer.
2: I like this in a way because it's like good versus evil. It's like yeah. because g- Selena yeah. Meyer
0: is, I want to say she's evil, she just thinks about herself.
2: So yes.
0: right, Because she has done good things, apparently, in, in her political. But period. for herself, but for herself. If it benefited herself. Yes.
3: Yes. yeah, it's more like idealism versus actualism.
2: Yes.:
0: Yeah, but you know, Selena Meyer, in a way, Is the last woman president standing?
2: Well, she's not getting...
3: Yeah, I was going to say, are are we afraid to vote for women as president tonight of all nights?
2: (laughs) On this day?
3: (laughs) On this this day of all days, are we afraid to vote for a woman president? (laughs) Susan
2: B. Anthony is rolling over in her grave.
0: (laughs) Um, Yes, we, we we knocked Rosalind right out. And now... We just have Selena Meyer. So but she's
2: a- me, like I love that. And show nobody so even much. voted for
3: Gina Davis.
2: I never watched that show. Neither did I. Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> I don't even know what it's, is it is about. Commander, Commander in chief. Commander in chief. Yeah. I was going to say Madam President, but that's not a real question. You're term. thinking of <laughs> <Madam> Secretary <laughs> starting Taleone. Who could have also been cast. I They're know. like, all right,
4: Taleone said no, let's get Gina Davis. Yeah. There was a
2: woman in Air Force One who I was so sure was Tay Leone, and it wasn't, but that was 1995, I think, where every woman the looked aid, like Tay Right? right? Tay Leone. the aide? The aide. I was yeah. like, I yeah. was 100% sure. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. I'm feeling a weird way I'm feeling Selena Meyer, uh, but Bartlett's probably the right choice.
4: I think we've got to take each character on their own terms, right? So yeah. Selena Meyer is famous for being the vice president. Jed Bartlett is famous for being the president. Yeah. I think who is better? Or the as- vice president and American president. The, who is the vice oh. president in, America, in the American president? Um, Martin Martin Sheen.
3: Martin Sheen.
2: Oh, it's Martin Sheen. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, 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 no. He's the chief of staff.
3: I'm pretty sure. I, oh, I was... thought he was... I'm, I'm going I'm to have our intern... Oh. What's her name again? I think it's
4: Michael um. Douglas, actually, is the intern, if he's still there in the room with you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I always forget our intern's name. Uh, Tammy? It's, it's,
0: it's, it's Sheila. Sheila. The intern. Sheila. Sheila. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna mean, have Sheila look it up. The
2: intent, the Chief of de-
0: staff and and best friend.
3: <laughs> oh, J., I mixed up my uh, vice presidents and best friends. Joe yeah. Biden did that to me. AJ
0: <laughs> is Martin is Martin Sheen.
4: So I mean, I gotta think. Selena Meyer is the more relatable, the better, the more have a beer with. But I got Jed Bartlett it's it's so satisfying to watch every perfectly constructed, impossibly pithy thing that he says,
2: and how um, f- like the whole episode could go by, and something that he says at the beginning of the episode perfectly ties right. up. It's like
4: the end the yeah, it's like episode. almost like a Seinfeld episode where yeah. all the individual tendrils of plot come together with one single scene at the end,
2: and then you're crying,
4: and then you're crying. And then there's Dire Straits playing, and he's in a cathedral, and then he announces he has MS, and Mrs. Landingham dies, Oh, no. spoiler alert, uh, from 16 years ago.
0: <laughs> if you start watching The West Wing and see that many seasons, and you can't construct that she's going to die at some point. <laughs> yeah.
4: She doesn't have a first name. Of course she's going to die.
2: Oh, remember when her sons died in the war?
0: Well, that's in the Christmas episode.
2: Oh, my God. When she's
0: emotional at Christmas, because... Because uh, her son died in the war. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then when Toby goes to visit the homeless man who's a veteran uh. who took his coat who uh, at the...
4: At the Korean Veterans War Yeah, at the, yeah. At the,
0: at the donation center. Yeah. Uh, and then Mrs. Hank goes because her son was a veteran.
2: <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, oh. <laughs> okay, I think
3: we've <laughs> this <laughs> I think We figured it out.
2: <laughs> so I think, yeah, that's it for me. It's Bartlett, but I also I think because of the point of Selena Meyer, the show is Veep. She is the vice president who has hustled her way to presidency, but it's like she's the vice president.
0: Yeah, and the se- the show is going into another season, and it's going to be like the life of a former president. But president is only one season. A very, very, very good season, but it's only one season.
4: Right. Whereas Jed Bartlett is a, like, Arthur C. Clarke-type alien <laughs> who has descended on the Earth to benevolently lord over humanity. <laughs> All right. Spouting Sophocles and Shakespeare.
1: President James Marshall versus President Thomas James Whitmore.
4: James versus James.
1: <laughs>
4: I would have loved to see the writers who were like, "All right, let's, let's come up with the whitest name we can." David, and, no, 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 James. Okay, good. All right, well, what about last name? Uh, Smith. No, no, no. That's that's too generic. Uh, Whitmore, Michaels, Marshall, my- Marshall, and Whitmore. Let's let's write, <laughs> save both of those. <laughs> Call Sony.
2: And, and it's within God. a year, because
0: Independence Day is 96.
4: Independence Day is 96, and, and Air Force, Force One is 97.
2: 97. <laughs> yeah. And they're both pilots. They're both vets.
0: <laughs> they both have a great, like, <laughs> swoosh swoosh haircut. But that was the 90s. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> um, I'd like to throw out a few more things about James, President James Marshall, is that I just don't get why Harrison Ford has only played the president once. It's it, true. He's such a perfect president. He looks like not 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 well, what does a president look like, Brandon says the person in the corner. Uh,
3: <laughs> Sheila be quiet. <laughs> Sheila is very Sheila, good. You're I don't not get nice. to speak on this podcast. <laughs> but if you're going to draw like a comic book Sheila.
0: a comic book president like that's what he he looks like. And in that when he does his speech to the Russians in the beginning about uh where like they're no longer negotiating with terrorists, it like just feels like a president um and one thing I like to throw out there is that let's not forget when Trump landed in Cleveland for the, uh, for the uh, convention, they, he had them blast the theme to Air Force One over the uh, airport speakers.
2: The theme is beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> I understand.
4: I can guarantee you that Donald Trump has not seen Air Force One.
0: I, I think he's seen it many
4: times. Do you think he's smart enough to say, let's play the theme when I walk in?
2: I yeah, no, he knows media. I he's never seen a movie. I bet he's never seen a movie. I
0: think he's movie obsessed, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm very certain of this. I think he's movie obsessed. I think he's seen that movie a lot. I think he is. I, he's, he's obviously media obsessed. He
4: Anyway. <laughs> and
2: James Marshall has guns that defy the logic of airplanes. Of planes.
4: Yes, that is true. And I was thinking, yeah, James Whitmore for all of his accomplishments, shall we say. Uh, he, you know, at the end of the day, doesn't really do that much. He lets the sort of the world be destroyed. He nukes Houston uh, incorrectly. And then he lets Randy Quaid figure out how to beat the aliens. So all he really gives in that movie is, is a, a rousing speech. That's kind of it.
0: Yeah. Mm.
4: And lets himself be mind-controlled briefly so he can understand the plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When James Marshall In a move <laughs> to write themselves out of a hole that the writers found themselves in.
0: So, and on the other hand, James Marshall has a plane that is one of the coolest things in any movies ever. And I went on a deep internet dive last night of, does Air Force One have all of these things?
2: Does it have four floors? <laughs> It was like a cruise ship. It, it definitely has
0: multiple floors. But no one's exactly sure whether it has chaff, whether it has... <laughs> was my and <laughs> Release chaff. Countermeasures unavailable. <laughs> um, does it have an escape pod? No one's sure. And apparently they... Um, When Air Force One was so popular, Bill Clinton had to make a statement about whether Air Force One has an escape pod or not. And he said, no, it only has parachutes. I wish it had an escape pod. But But if it it had an escape pod, would they tell anyone? No. no, (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) Exactly. If they had 60 parachutes lined up. They probably
0: have enough parachutes for everyone on board.
2: That was a lot of parachutes. Well, then
0: Gary Oldman throws <laughs> spr- all of them over. Throws o- them away, willy
2: nilly.
0: <laughs> uh, it is the coolest. That plane, I would put in like the best vehicles in any movie. It's
2: absurd. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like d- the gadget movie.
4: All. Not, <laughs> Gary Oldman does not come standard, sadly.
0: No, and it does the phy where it 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 is thrown by so many explosions and yet keeps on flying. Like it is just. A jet, no way, could just go completely, completely vertical and then just roll right back out.
2: <laughs> and you can just call this president on the phone, and he can rewire the plane. He can fly the plane. He can land the plane. You just have to call him up.
4: Yeah, no, he, no, he politely ask you to get off the plane.
0: Exactly. <laughs> he does. He, he's very good with that phone, and he got through the... the The switchboard at the White House. Oh,
4: my God, that part.
2: No, wait. Wait. We have to... We could talk forever about Air Force One, but oh, there's a moment where he takes the communication specialist, the communication specialist who is the a secretary from the hostages, to show him how the fax machine works. And she, because the fax line is open, whereas all the communications are down, and he, she just pushes the button on the fax machine and sends the message. And he's like, "Thank you, <laughs> thank you for your work." Wait,
4: are we rolling now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That, that was just my uh, practice. Yeah. All right, we'll go on. I don't know how fax <laughs> machines
2: work. <laughs> so I'm voting James Marshall on this one.
0: Yeah, I think Whitmore had a good run. but
4: Did he, though? Would we say that? I mean, in the movie... He should have never made it run. to this round. But I feel like we <laughs> We're going to be on it. <laughs> like a vulture on a carcass. We sort of picked him clean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, that's left is his
3: ghost.
4: There's not a lot of there there. Yeah, all that's left of <laughs> President James Whitmore is the ghost of Christina Ricci's father from Casper. Yeah. And I'll still vote for him.
3: <laughs> My <laughs> still
4: for him.
0: He does die. He does die saving his daughter in the second movie.
4: Spoiler alert! Oh God. <laughs>
0: I remember these things so for some in, reason. In
4: Independence Day three, he could come back as as a ghost. As a ghost, yeah. very likely. <laughs> so <laughs> we are not? also positing that there is a universe in which Casper and Independence Day share the same timeline.
0: Yeah, at the very least, like a, a timeline.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So after the events of Independence Day, Bill Pullman and his daughter move to rural New England and become ghost hunters.
2: Yep And it discover a machine that brings people back from the dead <laughs> the Lazarus All
4: right. But only once Alright so once. I think we're at the final round Yes we're at the
2: final
0: round
1: Final round President Josiah Bartlett Versus President James Marshall
0: Now If we were saying who would win in a fight
1: It's
4: obvious
2: well, I don't know if it is obvious
4: I A verbal
1: like- fight Bart.
2: Mar- <laughs> yeah. Yes, but in the only fights that matter,
4: which are physical ones, Harrison Ford would beat the shit out of Martin Sheer.
2: That was the other thing with Air Force One. I kept trying to imagine other people in that role or actual presidents doing that. <laughs> and like no one no one can like beat the shit out of people without it seeming like they're the bad guy. Like it's almost like right. he's saving the day. Right. Well, it but is the anyone- it is
0: the part that only John McClane has ever been able to to really get it's basically, as I said, it's Die Hard on a plane. Right, I could see Bruce Willis in that role. Yes, that those are the only two people.
2: That you can't have a bald president. That
0: could pull that. Off. Okay, okay. It's
2: a rule. It's a rule. So
3: I gotta vote. <laughs> I gotta give a little bit of an endorsement for uh, the West Wing, which is very hard for me to do because I'm you know very sensitive about the loss of an American president. <laughs> but in in a world. Isn't it time we start voting for smart people to win? <laughs> like, maybe it's time to vote for that brains over brawn.
2: Please do and that bravada, tomorrow. You know, you're listening to this later. Hopefully everybody does that tomorrow. <laughs> I mean,
4: I bet it, there's a bunch of great footage on the cutting room floor of Harrison Ford just reciting the second <laughs> act of Hamlet. Uh,
3: Beautiful speeches that wrap up the movie. Yes.
0: He does have a great uh, speech in the beginning of that movie about not negotiating with terrorists. <laughs>
2: which becomes a big plot point. Oh, yeah. and he FDR, he's able right? to convince he the russian PR president the
0: to give up that general in a phone call so he must be pretty good at speaking you don't see it happen but right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and in that situation room they're all, they all love him they're like they're very worried about him and except they all want to vote him out of power i guess but
0: well, no, they're doing that because... because they
2: think he's yeah. going to die dead.
4: Well, they're also yeah. jealous of his Nobel Prize in economics, which we also don't see awarded on screen, but which <laughs> equals him with Martin Sheen in the West Wing because President Bartlett is a Nobel laureate, which a lot of people forget, which is among True. the stupider parts of the show.
2: <laughs> was that on camera too? No. Uh,
4: no, no, no. It was... Yeah. Oh God, I'm, I'm not going to go into the backstory, but... Yeah, I mean... I West think a lot of presidents like, are
0: smart. I think a lot of presidents are... You have to be... I think even presidents who might not... You know, you know, to a Ford or a Bush, people might not think are the smartest. I think they're still pretty smart
4: individuals.
0: He is a genius. I don't know if we've had many genius presidents.
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt is the closest analog I could think of to Judd Bartlett in yeah. terms of just rabid yeah. appetite for consumption of everything. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt read, like, two books a night. The man was insane. He was clinically insane. Uh, like if he tried to run for president today, we would just have him institutionalized. Um, I, but I do think that, yeah, you should aim high in terms of who you want to run the country, but at the same time, Harrison Ford kicks him out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: kicks him out of the he plane. strangles him he str- with the strap
4: oh. before he even kicks them
2: out of the uh, plane
4: and then, kicks and him then out of the he plane. says, get off my plane. Cause it's mine. Damn it. I'm the president. <laughs> And then let's vote also, against that let's also remember yeah. that
0: that movie goes on for another half hour
4: yeah Oh, where he personally <laughs> has to figure out how to not kill everyone how to else land the pl- that still on board that
2: part is so amazing when they <laughs> get out of the plane and then the plane crashes in the water so spectacularly yeah
4: the 97 CG has uh, not aged that well
2: it's so good I also love <laughs> there were multiple times during that movie <laughs> where I was like can planes do that and they can with him as the president, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how that works. Is that when you're the president, the planes just do whatever you tell them. They can them. like fly over each other.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> One can swoosh on the side and then like make the plane move. It was I, good. It's still
0: I just there's so much about that film when the refueling plane catches on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: so good. <laughs> Oh, there's no
0: true reason why no, it's like crazy. it just does why not because oh no, because the sparks yeah but it's just a brilliant work right. of, of
4: and then of, cut from that scene there's a bunch of great lines of harrison ford reciting gilbert and sullivan <laughs> uh just like jed bartlett and he sings the entire third act of pirates of panzance it's like <laughs> it's in the blu-ray you guys gotta see the blu-ray yeah, no, the, children, the, the
0: children's choir comes
4: yeah. in at one point yes um and then Stockard Channing comes in. <laughs> out of nowhere. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. I got, yeah, because you want your president to be like someone who could win in a fight, right? But I also think that at the end of the day, the president's not going to win in a fight, right? Like, he, they're just going to be the person that hopefully solves their way out of a, a big problem. So
0: I do think, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this out, out there a little bit, is that I do think that, yes, we've got a very smart president on one side. I don't want to draw full out, parallels right but i do think in his mind again because i think he's seen air force one a lot i think donald trump believes that that is who he is,
3: <laughs> is James i agree 100 <laughs> percent. i agree 1000 percent.
0: like i think he thinks that he could like you know use a use a, a butter knife to
2: oh that's so great to unscrew to, the panel To unscrew a panel oh.
0: uh you know that's who donald trump you know, that's the machismo that he thinks he has. Um, but I do think the intelligence of Bartlett is like that is what you – I think that is what you want a president to be. So I, I, that's, I think we've got
4: – Yeah, like an eccentric think, Vulcan. That's what you yeah. want to be a president
0: Because <laughs> they're the ones that make the decisions, right? Because Air Force One is all about do we let him make the decisions when he's – under duress,
2: when he's on, has a satellite phone in the basement of the plane. Yes, the plane has say, a basement.
0: His, <laughs> his, his plane, and his family have been hijacked. He might be under duress. <laughs> oh
2: I think. All right, I might be. So we have to make come to a consensus. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna go with Bartlett just because you made me connotate james marshall with donald trump
0: i don't think i'm sorry i didn't mean to totally do. i just think that that's what trump thinks he is i don't think that's a bad i don't i love james marshall uh, he's a great president
3: all we know is that (laughs) my votes for bartlett do for similar reasons
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right all we know on his policy is he won't negotiate with her (laughs)
4: This
3: whole (laughs) platform is based off of anti-terrorism. That sounds a little
4: familiar, too. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta go with Bartlett, Bartlett. if for no other reason than uh, he made Alice and Jenny really, really popular.
2: Um, (laughs) The best.
1: Test complete.
2: Our totes faves pop culture presidents are number five, President Andrew Shepard from The American President. Number four, Selena Meyer from Veep. Number three, President James Whitmore from Independence Day. Number two, President James Marshall from Air Force One. And number one, President Josiah Bartlett from the West Wing. Commence of the Week
0: segment. What are we all obsessed with this week? Uh, Start with our guest. Brendan, what have you been... Saving this week.
4: So we're recording this on Monday night, and in the last couple weeks, it's been kind of tense. But what has gotten me through, the shining beacon of hope that I have, is that uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, comes out in like six weeks, and I'm super, super goddamn excited for that. Me so too. That
2: trailer. Yeah, me, uh. me too.
4: Mm-mm. Cannot wait.
0: Right. It is a. It is a, a shining ball of light at the end of this year.
4: It'll always be there. The movie is coming out. <laughs> whether you like it or not
0: and then for and then it's like the first like Star Wars opens up the idea of Star Wars opens up in a way that it's never has before which I'm really excited about where like like how we just saw Doctor Strange which was
2: really wonderful good. but yeah.
0: the, but how Marvel does a thing where you can make different types of movies within the Marvel universe now mm-hmm. with Star Wars you can make different types of movies you don't have to you just you don't have to make Star Wars movies in the Star Wars universe anymore, which is really hopeful, I think.
2: No, it's cool. Should I do mine? Yeah. Oh. Um, my fave of the week is again, it's Monday night, the night before election day. So my fave of the week it's been a little stressful. The fave could change as what the fave could change tomorrow. But what's been getting me through some of the stress is Ina Garten's new book, Cooking for Jeffrey. Not with Jeffrey, for no. Jeffrey. Jeffrey
0: rarely cooks. Of course. Jeffrey
2: doesn't cook. He tastes. He loves those lemon, limoncello, he lemon bars. He
0: sometimes helps, like, make pizza dough or something.
2: He, she assigns him very basic tasks. <laughs> but even just yesterday. unmess upable cooking yeah. chores.
4: But
0: not even, like, cutting things.
4: It's
2: like, pour this flour into the bowl.
4: <laughs> like you would a toddler. Yes.
2: <laughs> And um, I find the show very soothing. And it just started back up. Her Barefoot Contestas started back up last Sunday. And the new cookbook is amazing. And I've already made ricotta. I've roasted... Butternut squash to make a thing to go on top of Christini. I made um, apple pie bars that are basically. This book's just been apple very good pie. to me. This book's yeah. been very good to me. And they'll be good. These are, the, these are <laughs> all the foods we're going to eat tomorrow while we eat our feelings as the results come in. And she's been a beacon of hope for me.
0: Yeah, kind of, again, because this is the Monday before the election, um, a thing that, like, a lot of times I. We, today we, we get there's a lot of distractions when we watch TV so I end up we all, we all end up at some point you know on our phones or on our iPads or you know, doing other things as TV is on but The Crown just came on Netflix and it is one of the so rare good. times recently that I noticed that I was doing nothing but watching that show because it is captivating in not only because the story is great the characters are great but also just like it is utterly beautiful.
2: They spent allegedly because they won't reveal their how, their budgets at all, but they think they spent five hundred thousand dollars on it, which is a really? lot for a TV show <laughs> for a twelve episode, ten episode TV show. Um, but it looks amazing. I think they've done a lot of shooting on location as well. Yeah, as, as much as they can because
0: you can't exactly get into a lot of yeah. the locations. Uh, but it is wonderful, and it kind of. Kind of at least the moment we're only a few episodes in, it kind of takes the uh, point of view of uh, of Philip, which I think is really cool because he's kind of the character who's the outsider of that situation, being the the not royal, not well, he's royalty in a way, but he's not real royal. He's not English royalty, so he's the outsider, and it. so it's kind of seen through his eyes, played by Matt, Matt Smith. Who, as I always say, can only play goofy or extremely dour, but his extremely dour character works really well for that <laughs> role. Um, so yeah, he just just watch it, it is is. It it's excellent. so good, and it kind of pulled me away a little bit because it's English politics, which are you know more even more messy, but. There's kings and queens, which is nice. Which is
2: nice and pretty, and right now it's in the yeah. 50s when the empire. There's so moral in Scotland moral. a lot. There's only been a brief glimpse of a corgi, but I so, hopefully f- there'll yeah. be more. Right
0: now, there's not enough corgis for this to be called the crown,
4: but they get there. So I will say I watched <laughs> all 10 episodes oh, this past weekend, and let me tell you, John Lithgow, that oh. man chews his way through every scene so good. like he was just released from North Korea. He is, <laughs> he is just hogs the screen like no one I've ever seen. It's as, amazing.
0: as Churchill should, he's
4: yeah. Oh, okay, I forgot to say, John Lithgow plays Winston Churchill. Yeah, he's which just is John
2: Lithgow as John Lithgow.
4: <laughs> a demented genius bit of casting, uh, and he's fantastic. Yeah. Like not in not in a ha funny way. Yeah, he's and that role's
0: been. Great. That's one of those roles that's played by everyone at some point. If you're an old Englishman, eventually you get to play Winston Churchill in something. And as an American, he. Just embodies him in such a perfect way, where like he's the character they always talk. Like he's one of those people that like sucks the air out of the room when he walked into it, and that character does that. He just sucks all the air at, at, out of the scene that he's in. Brown, um, my feelings in that. Watching mm-hmm. that for some more. Tipu what are you watching or doing or liking?
3: Um, none, none of the above. So in honor of my favorite of the Week traditions, I am really into something that's now three years past its prime. It's these tiny plush animals called Tsum 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 Tsums. Tsum Tsums. Tsum I love them. Tsum Tsums. I went to Comic-Con for the first time ever in my life, which is an anomaly that I've never been to a Comic-Con before. Um, and I just fell in love with these Sumsums, which are so adorable. And I want to stack them all up on my bed and have no um, lovers ever again.
1: Deepu,
0: <laughs> can, <laughs> can you, to wait, wait, you, Tsum Tsum can can you describe to the viewers what Sumsums
3: are? Do I know? Oh, sorry. Sumsums are they're collectible stuffed toys that just like they're like the Beanie Babies of our generation, except they're um, tied to Disney, so they're like Marvel characters, Star Wars characters, and Disney characters. And you, they're probably like the size of a fist. But they're well, they, come they come in different sizes. They come in all variety of sizes. But the only
2: cute ones are the
3: little ones. Yeah, The big ones oh, are Oh, yeah, sorry. To, to be clear, my favorite of the week is only the tiny Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the giant ones. Because once that you have I those judge. big
2: ones, it's like a little weird. They remind me of the things that... Um, weird tweens bring on airplanes as their body pillows which always i've I
0: seen people use Tsum Tsums as pillows and
3: airplanes before. i don't
2: like it yeah this is a personal thing <laughs> me. yeah i don't I like people bring, stack
3: them up and have them look at me while i'm sleeping yeah like little
2: ones i have five little ones you
0: have five sooms Tsum zara gets a Tsum oh, Tsum Tsum at christmas zero. every year
2: oh i have five i get one a year
0: at Christmas, I get to zoom, zoom And it's treasure. No, actually, we have. Well, no, but we together we have Chip and Dale Christmas zoom zooms. But they only on
3: come the out at
2: Christmas and they go on the tree.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh well, feel free to send me a zoom zoom from Marvel um this Christmas. I'll send oh, you my okay. <laughs> a Cumberbatch zoom zoom,
1: <laughs> Doctor Strange, Strange. Yeah. zoom, zoom.
3: <laughs> um Oh, sorry. And in line with that too, there's actually a wonderful Marvel zoom zoom game that I've played on my iPhone now that I'm obsessed with. So they're sort of in parallel.
0: Okay. That's a good pick. Zoom zooms. Uh, you can buy them at, at the Uh
3: That's the only place: I've Or at Disneyland Paris.:
0: Yes. Fair as well.:
3: It's one or the other. One or the other.
0: Either go online or go to Paris yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I warm.
4: always say. <laughs> it's a tough choice, I know:
0: uh, So to close up here, uh, Brendan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for joining us.: It's late. my pleasure.: Thank you. It was there, a delay. Anything you like to plug or or say or uh, where people uh, find you? Yeah, like people can, can find
4: people now? can find me uh, nowhere. No Yeah, sorry, this is you it. You left Twitter for
0: the election.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I did. I might reemerge pending tomorrow's results. Uh, at Brendan Collins on Twitter is me.
0: Like a groundhog, if you yeah. wake up and, and see the shadow of the of a
4: like a the Empire. Clock. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yes. Um, but that's it.
2: Um, I'm on Twitter at ZaraFS. You can follow my Dana Scully Instagram at Dana Scully Style. You can watch Watch What Happens Live on Bravo Live at 11, Sunday through Thursday.
3: Deepu? Um, I'm at VP Murdy on those Instagrams and the Twitters. And, um, if you want to swing by the Society for Neuroscience National Conference in San Diego in next <laughs> week, I'm presenting a poster, so it's no big deal <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you want to swing by. <laughs> uh,
0: and you have your improv shows as well still, right? Oh yeah, yeah.
3: I also have improv shows at the, uh, Steel City Improv Steel Theater. City. Theater.
0: Great, and, uh... Uh, I implore you all to uh, rate and subscribe and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Apparently, lots of people like Stitcher. I didn't. I just learned this from Deepu. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of help spread the word because it, it helps us make more episodes. We'd like this. Yeah, we have, a,
2: we have an Instagram Toad's Faves. We have a Facebook ta- Toad's Faves. Zara does a really
0: good job at running our Instagram. I
2: make macros.
0: Because you wouldn't think that <laughs> for a visual medium like podcasting, that a po- Instagram would work. But Zara is doing a really good job. <laughs> uh, so follow Toad's Faves uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Let's get more people on the Facebook. I'd like to get more people on the Facebook. So, so it's nice to share
2: information together. in the same place.
0: Yeah. Because I've been enjoying a couple of Facebook groups lately, in a weird way, like a grandpa. So, oh, and you can follow me at B.B. Werner and my comedy history show, Laughing Historically, at youtube.com slash laughinghistorically. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, I am going to go not sleep tonight. I will not sleep you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>